Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Annette Rugolo, and we will be talking about her life work as well as her new book, Soul Whisperer, Releasing Lost Souls. In her groundbreaking book, Soul Whisperer, Annette presents a new perspective into the world of spirits, past lives, and soul retrieval. Through the sharing of her real-life experiences, she offers a glimpse into the world that exists around us, which few are open and willing to see. She presents an introduction to spirits of the deceased that remain in this world, how we encounter them, and how to help free them from being stuck here. Through her stories, Annette gives a clear sense of what these encounters are like, what we can learn from them, and how to recognize and deal with them if they happen. She also demonstrates the value of soul retrieval, freeing spirits, understanding karmic history, and other related subjects. For more information, you can visit her website, which is AnnetteRugolo.com, and that's A-N-N-E-T-T-E-R-U-G-O-L-O.com. With that, I'd like to welcome Annette to the show. Good day, Annette. Good day. Thanks so much for having me. It is my pleasure. This is one of my favorite topics, so I'm really looking forward to <laughs> oh, sharing awesome. this with listeners. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you've, got, you've got a kindred spirit here, so to speak, about that. Oh, so, wonderful. Um, I love it. <laughs> good. So I, if you wouldn't mind, I'd love for you to share with the listeners just a little bit about your journey and how it how and when it is that you began recognizing and paying attention to the spirit world. Oh, yes. I'd love to love to share that. Um, so the first experience that I had with actually seeing a spirit uh, happened after I moved into a house in 2000, uh, 1999, 2000. And it, um, there was a, a woman uh, spirit there. Uh, she was an alcoholic for many years and she was she passed along with her husband and I bought the house. And one day, uh, one night, I'm laying in bed and I see this woman walking in my bedroom with her finger pointed out and coming walking towards me. And I just froze. Um, and she touched me, and I just let out a blood curling scream. <laughs> I'm sure. And uh, I, she disappeared. I didn't see her. Um, then I moved out of the house a few years later. So a couple of years after that, I'm in this class. Um, it's a, a dowsing class uh, taught by uh, my mentor um, and friend now, Marie Diamond. And she came to Fargo, North Dakota uh, to teach this first class. And at the end of the two-day class, it was the last hour, hour and a half, she taught us how to open up what's called a portal or a doorway to the other dimensions and um, we sat around there was 14 of us sitting around in a circle she opened a portal inside our circle and we sat there for about 20 minutes as over 200 spirits came into the circle and it's like an energetic elevator and I'm watching them leave and there were um, adult spirits children animals um, so that was my first experience, and I was absolutely amazed. Uh, first of all, how easy it is to open up a portal and how many spirits were waiting for that portal to be opened. And at that moment, wow. it's like something really locked in me, and it's like, I got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> 
when I was reading about your experience in your, your home there and your response, that would have been mine. I mean, you know, I would have probably been one of those, like, the you know, how they have cartoon characters running through walls and leaving a hole. That would have been me, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, so, yeah, that, that so, was so. Uh, and I, I had never seen a spirit that clearly before. I mean, I saw what she looked like in a physical form. Mm-hmm. When she died, it was amazing. Wow. So, what was your belief system, um, you know, about spirits and afterlife, you know, during that time? Mm-hmm. I mean, was it, you know, was it anything extraordinary, or, or what was that like? So, um, I grew up um, Catholic, and so of course, you know, didn't grow up. Um, they don't teach reincarnation or past lives or anything. Um, And I uh, opened to it more in the 90s, uh, early 90s. I remember hearing this story about this little girl that started speaking French. Um, Her parents took her to a French village. She knew her way around. It was one of those stories that just totally opened my my awareness Mm -hmm. to the the possibility. So then I started studying. so by the time I had this experience with the spirit, I was already doing a lot of past life work, um, had connected in with some of my own past lives. Uh, a lot of the work I do is helping people do the soul retrieval work. So I was already in that realm very much. It has obviously just grown and expanded since then. But um, yes, I was totally open and I, I okay. got it. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I think that's important. You know, I'm I'm also a recovering Catholic <laughs> myself, <laughs> so you know, I I know what to, I know that's like to shake some dogma, you know, um, to be able to yeah. kind of be receptive, you know, to that idea. Um, so now, with the idea of opening portals, uh, in a portal, um, is this something that kind of needs to be done carefully or, you know, I mean, the idea of you never know who you're going to open up to, you know? So, I mean, how how is that, how is that kind of managed? Okay. Uh, That's a really good question. So over the years, since I've been doing this work, I talked to a lot of people that they already know how to do this. And when they see spirits, they send them to the light. Okay. Uh, there's other people I've talked to that they have become the portal and they release the spirits through their own energy field. Um, mm. What I do is I, I believe it's unique. Um, I don't believe it's healthy to release spirits through our own energy field. It's, I feel it's an old program. Um, the technique I use is working with 24 frequencies of light, uh, quantum frequencies, or it's, um, there's a quantum energy ring that also holds these frequencies. And it's with the intention opening up a portal that I either place the ring or call in these 24 frequencies of light. And they are frequencies that connect the third dimension to the fifth dimension. So it's a like a conduit or a doorway or portal. And so it is something that I believe is very intentional and we have to know what we're doing when we open up a portal. Um, I've had conversations with people that um, didn't know how to do it and we could be opening up portals to dimensions that are not good, are not of the highest for the the souls leaving. Uh, So I think we have to be careful of how uh, we open up and the technique we use to open up a portal. Yeah, yeah, that is unique. I had had not heard of the frequencies of light. And and now, um, because you employ that method of light, um, is it does that kind of set the stage for the the positive nature of the portal? I mean, just the fact that it's light? Yes. Um, so these light frequencies that I work with, and this, again, this is, 
I started working and studying with Marie Diamond. Um, she's from originally from Belgium. She was here in the United States for 10 years. So I studied with her, um, call it my internship. I was her vice president for five years for her company. Um, she's now currently back in, in Europe. Um, but this, this is her methods that she brought in. Mm-hmm. And these frequencies of light actually come from the center of the universe. They're beautiful high vibrational frequencies. Um, that we work with. And so it's, it's like there's this assurance that when we're working with these light frequencies or using them, they are of the highest vibration. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So now um, let's talk um, for, for people who are listening who may have either had or want to have, you know, encounters, you know, kind of spirit encounters, what are some um, ways or some kind of situations or experiences that people may have that would let them know that's what's happening? Mm. Um, So, and it's as varied as the spirits themselves, (laughs) Um, okay. So, although there is a, a commonality with everything, when I see a spirit now, I, um, the only one I saw really strongly was a woman in that house. Uh, otherwise, I see them. A lot of people, when I describe this, it's like, oh, yeah, I have that experience. But it's like there's a 90-degree angle from our eye. So we see them out of the corner of our eye, move a, a movement. And then when we turn to look at it, it's gone. So when I see them now, it's like um, at that angle. The other way they'll, they'll, and I believe they've learned how to work with electricity so they can let us know that they're there. So uh, radio stations could turn on, lights flicker. Um, I've had uh, people that have had TVs turn on when no one was around. Uh, Noises. Um, my mom and dad moved into a house back in the 80s, and my mom was very connected with this this realm as well. I'm sure that's where I got it from. Um, but she heard footsteps on the roof. Um, they had a little bit of an attic, so she couldn't tell if it was the attic or the roof. Um, but she would heard, hear footsteps. Sometimes there's doors closing, uh, floors creaking. So we hear either hear things or just again seeing them out of the corners of our eyes. That's those are the main yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah. I had I lived in San Diego probably 25 mm-hmm. years ago, and and had moved into this one house, and um, things odd things started happening. Like I had a, a ficus that kind of started dancing, you know, without any airflow <laughs> around it. And, and when you mentioned TVs coming on, I had, um, I, I, I listen, you know, when I listen to TV or the music, it's at a very, you know, um, reasonable volume. And, and just uh, one night uh, it just came on like super loud, absolutely no, oh. no reason for it. And uh, yeah. so um, I, uh, I asked the landlord um, about, uh, who had owned the home before, and uh, he said that it was um, an Asian woman who, first of all, he wanted to know why we asked, and it was just, you know, we said, well, kind of curious about that, and he said, well, it was an Asian mm-hmm. woman, but she actually had to go home, you know, because she was sick and had to go home with her family anyway, and he said that uh, he had gotten, they had gotten monthly letters, there was two guys who owned the house, they had gotten monthly letters from her, but they stopped about six months ago. I was like, oh, okay. So oh. Kind of like she was coming back, coming back to the where she was on. So, I mean, you know, from yeah. that point on, it was kind of like whenever that happened, I kind of just engaged just in conversation. It was like, you know, it's okay. You know, we're taking care of the house. Yep. You know, you can, yep. you can go on and go on, you know. And, but, um, and then after that, you know, eventually they stopped. But, um, but it, was, it was the oddest thing. You know, that's probably one of the most – um, obvious kinds of experiences that I had with that, and um, but I, like again, I'm the kind that you know, if someone were to manifest physically, you know, that would kind of be where I would draw the line. I, 
I would probably be joining them <laughs> real quick if they <laughs> tried to do that to me. <laughs> to me. But, yep. but now, and I've always wanted to kind of develop that because I've kind of, you know, I thought I, it's been interesting. That it's, it's held my interest for a long time, but there is that fear. So if, mm. you know, someone out there is kind of like me that maybe has that little fear but really wants to kind of open up to it, what are some ways that we can move out of fear? That's a great question. Um, so I actually, uh, this year, so I wrote the book last year, and this year I created a program, a Soul Whisper program, to help people really overcome their fear. So one of the things that I teach is something, and again, I work with light frequencies and almost everything I do. So a piece of that is, um, it's called the Tubes of Light, and it's working with light frequencies to create an energetic boundary. Um, that's one of the first things I learned when we opened up that portal uh, back at the mm-hmm. first housing class. It was stressing the importance to setting a boundary around ourselves that these spirits cannot access. Um, so one of the things that I remember hearing in that class, that first class, is spirits, uh, because they're disembodied, they will look for people that allows them to come into their energy field or into their body to experience being in a body again. And so that's one of the first things we do is set this boundary that says, no, you know, basically, this is my energy, you stay out of there, okay? So that having a tool and an understanding that we can do that gets people outside of fear. The other thing um, that I, I like to do is help people release the old fears. Uh, one of the things I've really run into over the, the years is um, adults that as children saw spirits, were connected by spirits, and there wasn't anyone around to help them understand the experience or to deal with you know, what, what, what was happening to them. So they went into this fear. And it's, um, I, I work with energy to release these old patterns. So um, it's a vibration that we're carrying that kind of keeps us in that state of fear. And then the other piece of that is the understanding of who these spirits are, why they're trying to connect with us, and they're really asking us for help. And when we see it from that perspective, it, it starts shifting things. Um, yeah. so I've been teaching this for many years, and it's, it works. It's like people start opening up to it and go, oh, I get it. Okay, I'm protected. I'm releasing all this old fear, these old patterns. <clears throat> and now I've got the tools to help them, which, and they do that for a few times. And it's like, oh, my God, this is easy. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> Good. Well, you know, that's great. You know, I, you know, the idea of having that energetic boundary is good. I mean, you know, one of the things, you know, one of my favorite movies is Ghost. And, you know, and Whoopi Goldberg oh, gets, yes. you know, taken over by yes. Sam. It's like, oh, no. I don't want that. I know. You know. <laughs> but, um, well, and, 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 and look at I, all the yeah. fear Look at all the fear-based stories and movies and everything. You know, we sit around campfires telling yeah. ghost stories, right? So we have this collective consciousness of fear of, of ghosts. And yeah. that, yeah, very much. you know, um, so we have to release that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, in, in childhood I had um, astral projection that night was one of my things I did all the time. So, you know, I have a feeling that I may also have had some of those old fears, you know, again, you know, being altar boy, you know, mm. Catholic, you know, kind of like, okay, you know, that's, that's just crazy <laughs> stuff. But, um, oh. well, what a, what so, a dichotomy. Like, it's like two, <laughs> and, uh, two totally aspects, two different aspects. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like no wonder. Uh, no wonder I'm still recovering. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, um, 
Well, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about souls. Um, you know, the your your your, your book is, um, you know, releasing lost souls and soul whisperer. Um, some souls, you know, move into the hereafter. You know, kind of you know, go into you know the light or what, wherever that that is that they go, mm-hmm. and some remain in this world. So, mm-hmm. um, how first of all, how can you distinguish the the two? I mean, other than maybe they tell you, uh, you know, that's where they're at, or, or is there? Do you have a is there a feel or a, a texture maybe difference between the two? Mm. Um, yeah, really good question. So, um, I know a lot of people talk about being connected after somebody passes, a grandfather, you know, parent. And it's um, when they've um, left this, this plane, this earthly plane, they are, they are mm-hmm. free to come and go so they can pop in and out. Um, a stuck spirit, um, they're either wandering or they're attached to a place. Um, so when I connect in with them, the, the way I can tell is um, I go into my heart and I send like light, a connection from my heart. And if there's no um, light or connection there with the spirit, I know they're carrying some lower vibrational energy that's keeping them stuck. Um, a spirit needs to uh, have a high enough vibration in order to, first of all, see the portal and then to step into it and be light enough to be elevated to wherever they need to go to continue their journey. So I'm going to go back to this woman in this house. She was alcoholic for 40-some years, and she spent all her time in the house. So when she passed, she died in the house. And um, when somebody's an alcoholic or drug abuser or whatever, and sometimes it's just medication too, it creates a fog. And mm-hmm. when they're, they die, they can't see the portal that opens up. And so this energetic fog keeps them stuck in that space. And when I, when I tap into them, um, connect in with their energy, I can either feel or see the energy that they're stuck in. Okay. Huh. So when when they're okay, let's say they're when they're stuck, and and maybe it isn't a um, a question of fog where they can't see that, but but the fact that maybe mm-hmm. their uh, the vibration um, is is not light enough, you know, to take the next step. Um, mm-hmm. Is is that um, is there uh, an intention um, on their part? I mean, I mean, let me put it: Can there be an intention on their part to to purposely not, you know, to purposely want to? I'm going to stick around because, you know. I just really want to be be a troublemaker, mm-hmm. or, or I just want I don't, I'm just not ready to go on because I, you know, if if I do, I will forever lose my connection with so and so. Yeah, and that's this is a huge broad subject, so I'm going to just touch on okay. a couple points. So one of the stories in my book is about my brother. Uh, he was 38 years old. He died of alcohol poisoning. Um, found out. Years later, when I met Marie and I started working with her, that my brother's spirit had attached to my energy field. And he did that purposely because he, my sister and I, there are three of us kind of grouped together in our family, we had karma to clear with our dad. And he didn't want to move on with this karma with my dad. Otherwise, you attract it again, right? So he Mm -hmm. looked at my soul or whatever decided I was going to have the most chance of clearing that. And so he attached to me and we cleared the karma. He um, was released in the session I had with Marie. And I had this beautiful dream a week later 
and we're singing on the stage um, on Eagle's Wings. It was a song I sang at his funeral. And we took a break. Somebody took over in the chorus. I, we turned to each other and this huge, huge hug, like we did it. And I woke mm. up crying. It was just wow. the most powerful dream I've ever had. Um, so spirits can choose to stay until something gets cleared. Um, there, there could be attachments. Either they are attached to a person or a place. That happens a lot. It's like they're hanging on to something. It's like, this is all I've got. I can't let go. Or somebody in their life keeps them emotionally attached. Like somebody can't let them go. So there's these attachments that keep them there. Um, The other piece that happens is, especially with our country, uh, if we don't believe that there's an afterlife or something beyond this life, People are, are in fear. It's like, well, this is all there is. I'm not going to move on because I don't know what's out there. So there's this total right. fear that keeps them stuck here. It's like, I, I can't leave, right? Wow. So there's so, yeah. so many different ways that people get, that spirits get stuck. And it's, well, it's so unique um, for every one of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, now I'm going to, Here's a little bit of my story, um, just for you know contrast. Now, with, with your brother, you know he attached, you know, because he wanted you and and him to end that karmic, you know, connection, that that uh, mm-hmm. karmic drama um, with your father. Um, okay. My mother. I have a feeling she's attached, <laughs> you know, because the last time oh. um, I've had, you know, people talk that she is around. Now, she and I had been estranged for a good, you know, 15, 20 years before she passed. And and I knew from my sister that, you know, we had this, she had, you know, the regrets of not, you know, not, um, you know, winding things up, you know, clearing things up. And, mm, mm. and so um, in that particular case, you know, this is the case where, um, you know, with your brother, it was to, you know, the idea to clear up karma, you know, with someone else. Now in her, I'm thinking, you know, that it's, mm-hmm. you know, her wanting to clear our karma, which is, you know, understandable, you know, cause I, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I understand karma and I, you know, and I was, um, I was very aware that, you know, if this wasn't cleared up, <laughs> we're going to be doing this again. And I did not mm-hmm. want to do this again, you know. So, <laughs> no. you know, I kind of, so I kind of did my part, I thought, you know, as much as I could to, to try to get that cleared. And, you know, obviously it takes two people to, to be able to do that. Um, so um, what about in the case, something like that, where the, um, the person depart, you know, passes on, but feels that they're they wanted to stick around to try and clear up karma with an individual, but um, um, but that that, uh, that that it's kind of hard to do, you know, in, in the sense that I mm-hmm. mean, it's, so in that particular case, I mean. I personally don't want that attachment, you know, and I, and I personally, you know, want her to be where she would be, you know, at peace. Um, so how, how does one, I mean, for me, would it be just a matter of um, trying to communicate that this, everything's cool, just go on, you know, everything, you know, you forgive me, I forgive you, that kind of thing. I mean, how, how, how can one, Okay. Uh, deal with that yeah. kind of attachment. So, um, first of all, um, my belief is it only takes one person to release the karma. So, like oh, in the instance okay. of my brother and I, my father wasn't involved in this at all. Um, he had persecuted us in a previous lifetime, and we had to forgive him. So, forgiveness is mm-hmm. the, the key, right? So, okay. we forgave him, we cleared the karma that we were hanging on to. And 
it totally changed the relationship with my dad. That's the other thing that happened after that mm-hmm. uh, carbon release. Um, so the technique or the, um, again, I, I work with light frequencies, right? So every, right. Uh, there's 24 light frequencies. Every frequency has a quality, a characteristic. It's like a laser light of energy that comes in and does what we ask it to do. Now, the violet light is an amazingly powerful frequency that we have available right now, and this is the frequency that clears karma. So when I talk to people that feel like they might have somebody attached to them or there's some karma to be released, I just ask Mm -hmm. them to visualize uh, that soul and themselves like wrapped in this violet blanket. And you're bringing in this frequency with the intention of it releasing something that's, that you need to be, that you need released or releasing a soul. So when you do that, and it might take, you know, I would do it every day for a while. Mm-hmm. What happens is you might get a dream to see something beyond that you're able to see right now. Um, you'll you'll get some information if you need to have the information about what's keeping that you two attached. Okay, um, but the okay. violet light is a um, it's a tool that I use all the time to bring it in and just release that that energy. And what happens when you bring light in? You you see deeper of what maybe created the karma, created the attachment, why they're still there. But something starts unfolding or um, being revealed that you need to see. Or sometimes it's just ready to let go, and it's like it's gone. Okay? So it depends on what level. And it sounds like you've already been doing some work with it, so maybe this is all you need. Yeah, okay. okay. That's great. Well, we're we're already halfway through the show. We're just going real quick here. So I want to take just a quick oh, wow. um ninety second break and and um uh when we come back, um I wanna go ahead and, and kind of talk a little bit about um the idea of of soul retrievals and, and kind of what mm-hmm. what that's all about and uh we'll go on from there, okay? All right. Wonderful. Thanks. Great. Okay, everyone, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. And we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guests. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. And, and again, um, as far as platforms, we have added Spotify and Google Play. So if you use those platforms, be, feel free to join us there as well. Again, today, my very special guest is Annette Rugolo, and we are talking about her new book, Soul Whisperer, Releasing Lost Souls. And again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is AnnetteRugolo.com, and that's A-N-N-E-T-T-E-R-U-G-O-L-O.com, 
and uh, be sure to, to visit her website because she's got um, a blog and some re free resources there and, and all kinds of information. So, okay, with that, we're back, Annette. Awesome. Hi. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. So now I've heard of soul retrievals, and um, you know, can you explain to the listeners what that is? I mean, the idea of a soul kind of not having to be retrieved. You know, I mean, most people think I got a soul. I'm here. You know, what 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 is there to retrieve? So can you explain that whole idea? Mm. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So um, the way I see it is that. Um, Yes, we have a soul that's incarnated in our body in this lifetime, but it's part of what I call an oversoul. So it's one aspect of our bigger, more expansive, we are so expansive, we're just amazing souls. And in that oversoul, so think of it as um, like a, a huge um, field of light. And out of that field, uh, part of that light, that soul, uh, chooses an incarnation, comes into a time, a body, a place, and has an experience. And in the ultimate perfect world, we come in and have an experience, learn whatever we're needing to learn in that lifetime. And this is where we can go into talking about karma and dharma at some point, but we either have created more density in that lifetime or we're, we're, we aligned with our soul to be in service to the planet, to humanity. And when we leave that lifetime, that light of that soul goes back into the oversoul and it brings with it the gifts or the talents or the um, information or wisdom that it gained in that lifetime. But what happens in certain experiences, a soul, part, an aspect of that big oversoul comes in to incarnation, has a, dies a horrific death, for instance, or gets attached. Um, so think about all the killing, the massacres, the torture, all of that yeah. that has happened on this planet. Um, when a soul dies with that kind of experience, and it, could, it doesn't have to be that dramatic either. It could be, again, an attachment. It could have, you know, whatever reason didn't leave. Now we have an aspect of ourselves, uh, soul peace, in that incarnation somewhere. Okay? okay. Um, one of the things um, that just really opened me to this piece of it. So after I took the, the dowsing class, there was a, there were a group of us that were in that class and I had already started, I had meditation groups in both, um, I was in North Dakota at the time, so one in Fargo, one in Jamestown. So there were some people that had taken the class and we started, uh, we were already meditating every week. And what started coming up, because we are now open to it, we started becoming aware of spirits, groups of spirits that were stuck somewhere. Hmm. So we started working at releasing these groups of spirits. And this is where I started working with a lot of indigenous souls, um, souls that were massacred, starved to death, whatever happened, they, they were stuck in an experience. So, one, and I remember the first time this happened, I was blown away. So we're releasing these souls from this um, experience. Mm -hmm. Two or three people in our meditation group saw themselves in that experience. They, had, they saw their soul piece and they started reacting, like um, I call it being triggered, but they were feeling the emotional mm -hmm. energy that had kept that soul piece stuck in that experience that we were releasing these souls from. So wow. it's like they saw themselves, who they were, what, the, um, what was happening, what the experience was all about. And they then helped 
to release the trauma and we opened up a huge portal to have all of these spirits released. But um, it started opening me to this um, information of soul retrievals. So we have... Yeah, so I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> no, I was going to say, so So with that, I mean, um, you know, we, we've heard about, you know, people coming back kind of together in groups or, you know, kind of re-experience, you know, coming together to, to, to work together to get things done. I mean, it sounds like that might have been a case where, um, it was kind of set up, so to speak, you know, that, that it mm-hmm. happened where you, you're dealing with this experience and, and even though the goal was to release those um, affected, you know, kind of separate from self, but, but, but in fact that it was also, there were players, so to speak, in that experience. Yes, exactly. And a lot of times we're drawn back to live in a place I don't know how many times this has happened, but sometimes we're drawn back to a place where there's a soul piece waiting there for us. Hmm. And it's like, okay. so the, the bigger oversoul or the, you know, that soul in that incarnation is drawn to a place, sometimes doesn't know why. And it's like, oh, I came to find the soul piece. <laughs> and so that's hmm. part of the healing work that happens. Well, it's kind of like that it's um, set up so that, you know, the in purpose to, to clear that, that stuck. And it's kind of like a, maybe a, a barrier to flow, energy flow, um, that yeah. needs to, for the oversoul to be able to um, kind of get a whole experience, to, to get to wholeness. Well, and that's what I always tell people. It's like we're moving into oneness. And if we go Mm -hmm. in, if we believe in oneness or creating this field of oneness, we have to find oneness within ourselves first. We have to find all these missing pieces. And that creates wholeness and oneness within ourselves. And that keeps, you know, then it becomes exponential the more of us that do that. Yeah. Um, so one of the I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was so gonna I was say gonna... one question regarding the, go ahead. You you first. I know where I'm gonna okay. go. You, you... <laughs> um, so I was gonna sh- share. So once I started really opening to soul retrievals and soul pieces, uh, one of the dreams I had one night was I saw myself, um, and I retrieved an. an a soul, a soul piece of mine. So I'm having this very lucid dream where I'm watching, like where I'm an observer watching, mm-hmm. and I see my husband, my current husband, in that lifetime. It was a place out east. I saw kind of the city, the house. Somebody came to the front door. It was a man. And I knew as I'm watching that he killed our son. And my husband mm-hmm. opened the door. He shot him. I'm running to the back of the house. He follows me and shoots me. And I'm seeing my soul leave my body. I'm witnessing this. And the soul is now out of the building. And I'm seeing this, you know, uh, disembodied spirit of mine look in the windows. And I'm a ghost. I I see myself as a, a spirit, a ghost, hanging around that house because I was in a place of shock. So I woke up, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I know what to do. I know where that spirit is. And I went, I opened up a portal. I had to forgive the person that shot me and my husband and my son in that lifetime. And I just felt it release. It, it moved on. Wow. Wow. That's, that's something. Now, you know, the idea of the oversoul, you know, having um, an incarnation, you know, we have this incarnation, we're, we're, an embodiment of that, so a portion of that oversoul, would um, the idea of um, past lives be um, a function of that oversoul? That that those that oversoul had those other incarnations um, as contributing, which kind of leads to the idea of some people recognizing past lives. 
Yes. So, um, and again, once we have a past life, and this is where I, I um, like to think of as we have these spiritual gifts um, that we're awakening to. So we have these past incarnations where we've developed perhaps clairvoyance, clairaudience, or clairsentience. We've developed uh, gifts with herbs or um, whatever talents we have, singing, artistry, dancing, whatever it is. So these incarnations and the soul pieces that have returned to the oversoul, now these, they're sharing the gifts with the oversoul, right? And mm-hmm. as people awaken, and this is it's so interesting to see um, over the years as people really awaken to these, um, to their, I would call it their oneness experience, their oversoul, they have more of a connection with all of these different gifts. We call them spiritual gifts. But we've acquired those spiritual gifts in past lifetimes, or past experiences, our soul is, in between lifetimes, um, learning things as well that we come in with. So it's not only just incarnated lifetimes on this planet. We have experience in between lifetimes that we're learning something, gaining some knowledge or tools, and bringing that in as well. But this is where we start, as we expand our consciousness, this is where people are are starting to tap into. And all of a sudden they have a gift or they start awakening to something and it's like, well, I never studied that. And all of a sudden it's here. (laughs) It's like, like, Hmm. wow, it's a gift. (laughs) But where did it come from? It had to come from somewhere. Would that be be kind of, um, you know, akin to... um, you know, people going in comas, awakening, speaking languages they've never known, or even um, having maybe traumatic brain um, injuries, and then all of a sudden having uh, gifts, you know, either uh, language or even craft kind of gifts that they absolutely had no, um, no foreknowledge of. Yes. Oh, and you've, and I know uh, there's so many stories about uh, about that where people have near-death experiences or in a coma, and while they're in a coma, their soul is like being uh, receiving some information or receiving these uh, opening up to these gifts, and then when they come back, it's like, whoa, here it is. Um, they're sharing it now with the world. There's so many stories on that. So many. Wow. Yeah. It's just amazing. Um, now, this is kind of going back to something we talked about earlier about the idea of transitioning and, and that kind of fog. You know, in today's environment, in our COVID-19, everybody under, under lockdown, mm-hmm. um, there are people transitioning who aren't able to have their family nearby. Um, who, I know. You know. There may be that kind of thing. So um, I guess my question is, is, is this going to create more um, uh, more examples yes. of, of, okay, and, and, and it, yes. since it will be doing that, if, if, if a listener is right now in a spot where, let's say, they're, their mother is in uh, assisted living or something, and, and she mm-hmm. transitions. And and there's one that may be, you know, was very family oriented. Um, so there's an, a sense that you know it won't be resolved. That transition may not be so smooth. Um, mm-hmm. As as somebody who um, wants to try to do their best to you know make it easier. What, what what what's your thought on that? Um, so, um, a lot of the work I do is uh, distance work. Um, so okay. we have we can we can be there physically when we understand that we have a soul, they have a soul. We can connect soul to soul beyond the physical. Um, we can support our loved ones 
even if we can't be there physically. Um, okay. So um, one of the things I would recommend I would share is, again, go to my resource page on my website. There is what's called a Tubes of Light Meditation. And it, there is, um, it helps people connect consciously with what I call the quantum point. It's our access point to the quantum field. There's a, we all have a, this ball of white light. It's three feet above the top of our head. And once we connect in with that quantum point, we're beyond the, the restriction, the construct of the 3D world. And now we're in a 4D world where we can travel, we can connect energetically from soul to soul. And this is where we can create support for those that are passing. We can actually, if anyone's interested, we can actually create a portal for them as they're, they're passing. And it's, it's helping them um, raise their vibration to, to leave when they're passing. So we, we have tools. We just have to learn how to use them right now. Um, yeah. But just wow. going, going to my resource page, doing the tubes of light, learning how to connect in with your quantum point, which it'll help you do, you can start sending messages, energetic messages, to um, your loved ones. Great. Oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful tool. Thank you for, uh, for sharing that. Um, now, gosh, we're, we're kind of winding down. You have so many topics in your book that people are going to really uh, love. One, one of them uh, that is um, that's interesting one is the idea of, of animal spirits. So can you talk about mm-hmm. because you, you mentioned, you know, earlier when you did that, that portal with like 200 kinds of, of you know, folks or spirits or, and, and indicated animals too. Um, what is, how, how does animal spirit um, interact with human? Mm-hmm. Or, or its well, importance, I guess. <laughs> um, so, um, oh, let's see. How to address this. So kind of like what I shared um, when we first opened the portal, there are spirits of animals that can get stuck here as well. So if they're attached okay. to um, an owner and the owner dies or they die, you know, there can be that kind of attachment. It's emotional attachment. But there's, um, um, how do I, there is a whole, um, I would say, spirit world that we're now really stepping into and connecting in with and that includes the animals, the plants, the minerals. It's um, <laughs> earth energies and spirits, frequencies that are here to support us. And more and more of us are opening up to these realms. Um, so sometimes there is, um, and I've seen, like, when I work with people energetically, there is, I was just working with somebody this week, they, there was a tiger energy, like a tiger spirit. So it's not like it's an attachment that has to be released, but it's a connection to um, a realm, a vibration, a frequency that is there to support them. And they're offering them some support with what they're going through right now. Um, huh. I've seen okay. cats, dogs. So um, what I've noticed is we're really opening up to these other realms and people are starting to see the connections. Yeah. Wow. You know, I've, I've, you know, often felt the idea of each and every living, you know, um, thing, you know, has that, has a unique vibration and and it's, um, and, you know, that we, that it, that it, as a collective, it all contributes, you know, to the, the greater whole. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. uh, wow, yeah. So, gosh, we're, we're down to, to the uh, last few minutes. What, what <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I know. I could go on for days. So um, fast. What, what, <laughs> what um, you know, for those listening who, um, you know, may want to learn more um, about souls and, and soul connection and vibration, um, you know, what kind of words of uh, advice do you have for people? And, you know, right now is what we're going through. Because, right, I mean, this this particular vibration of what we're going through, what the, the, the whole globe is going through, you know, is, I mean, it, it's raising awareness in so many ways and shaking up so many belief systems and, and, and um, all kinds of mm-hmm. stuff, you know, that we've not had to deal with, you know, as, as humanity. Um, what would you say that um, – we can learn or take away from or, you know, use to maximize this particular period? Mm. Wow. Where to start? (laughs) I'll keep it short. (laughs) And um, so the the most important part is staying present in the experience and keeping your vibration high. Um, I work with a lot of people that have taken – the classes uh, that have the tools. Um, if you don't have tools, find some, for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to somebody last week, and she was, you know, joyful and doing really wonderful work for herself, her family, her community, keeping her vibration high. And then she started feeling guilty, like, oh, I can't be this happy in this environment. So mm-hmm. one of the things I tell everybody is stay happy. Dance, sing, laugh. Um, This is an opportunity for us globally to raise the vibration, a collective level. And the more of us that tap into this and do this, we're going to move through this very quickly. We have that opportunity. And the other piece I always recommend is listen to the news, get the information, try to get the facts, but then also Look at what the good things that are happening. Stay positive. Stay optimistic. There are, like you said, Robert, there are some wonderful things happening right now. And we have to, to focus where we focus. You know, the energy expands. So if we focus on fear, that's going to expand. If we focus on higher vibration, creating um, possibilities, um, all the things that's coming out of this, the good things, that will expand as well. So it's like keeping our focus on at the road ahead and um, staying um, staying focused. I guess that's, yeah, in light exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, well, no, I mean it's good, and, and certainly not to feel guilty about that, and, and just recognize yeah. that. Uh, that it can ripple outward to helping others kind of feel lighter as well. Um, well, and that I really enjoy speaking with you. This has really been a treat. Um, I, uh, I love your book. It's got, again, so many topics that uh, listeners who, who have not, um, even, even people who have not un, un looked into the topic, but even if you know a bit about souls and soul retrievals and that kind of thing, you're still going to have things to learn. And um, and also I noticed on, on your website that uh, you are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So I'm on the, going to be connected there. I've started following you on uh, Twitter and Instagram and, and look forward to following you on Facebook. So oh, thank, you. thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much, Robert. This was wonderful. Thank you. You're, you're very welcome. Again, everyone, today my very special guest has been Annette Ugolo, and we have been talking about her book, Soul Whisperer, Releasing Lost Souls. And again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is AnnetteRugolo.com, and it's A-N-N-E-T-T-E-R-U-G-O-L-O.com. So everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, 
and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.